Welcome to Explorers Wanted. We are a weekly Numenera actual play podcast. I will be your humble GM, Daniel Anderlich. With me today is Alex Finn. I yawned real good when we started recording, and I wonder if it made a noise. If one yawns, does it make a noise? <laughs> Samson Davis. Yeah, yawns make noise. And Stace Babcock. Tis I, Stace Babcock. <laughs> so, who remembers what happened last time? I am going to pick on Stace. Jokes on you, I have notes. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to tell you what my notes are, but I have them. <laughs> I just okay. say more beer. <laughs> it says episode start, meet Prentice. Episode end, Amaranth bounty hunting Nix. <laughs> <laughs> and there was a lore dump in the middle of there. Yeah, and there was a lore dump in the middle. All right, cool. So where are we at now? <laughs> yeah. That's uh, the episode. <laughs> so yeah, the crew makes their way out of the subway. In the general vicinity of the Proving Ground. And there we are met by Prentice, who basically tells Vlad, like, you're off the case, bud. Got it from here. <laughs> and, uh... And your gun in your badge. <laughs> you're off the case. And so we got rid of Vlad, which was almost sad, considering he really came along as a character. And then Prentice is, like... Chacha in that she can see horrors. I feel like she was, there was a lore dump, but she wasn't like super helpful. <laughs> she was very vague. I disagree. She gave us a lot of information. Well, I mean, <laughs> what did you think was important, Samson? <laughs> well, we learned a naughty word. That was a big one. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we did. I forget what it is, though. We can't say it because it's naughty. Yeah, we'll have to beep it. We'll have to learn how to things, listener. We'll. <laughs> we'll just keep Dan locking Daniel in his closet until he learns. Uh, we also learned some of the factions amongst the horror community. Yeah. And that Nyx is... Is Nyx the gritty of the imp queens? Of the imps? I hope so. That's what it feels like. Oh, it like took me a minute to process that. And I was like, gritty, gritty. And then I thought of the Domino's commercial. I'm like, no, that's the wrong one. Orange, but wrong. Yeah, yeah, that's annoyed. <laughs> I was surprised they brought that back because didn't someone tr like try and do something bad over that marketing gimmick a while ago? I don't know. Someone happened to be named Noid and hmm. the commercials got to him. Ah, okay. <laughs> Catcher in the pizza dough. And, uh, that that yeah. Yeah. <laughs> then we found out, oh, something that was cool was that Bastion is like, was like Cha-Cha in Prentice and went too far. I don't. I'm not clear. Anyway, also owes the same person that Chacha owes a favor a favor. Mm-hmm. Mm mm-hmm. And so theoretically, Chacha could go and turn into a Bastion-like creature, is what I got out of that. And I think that was it. She's already got the purple smoke coming out of her eyes. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. uh, we also learned quite a bit about plates and the society. And her aunt is a capacitor. Oh, I, I wrote this down. No, I wrote this down. Okay, hang on. Hang on. I have more notes. <laughs> Is it document parenthesis two? <laughs> <Nope>. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, <laughs> why don't you tell me? check document parenthesis 14. <laughs> well, tell us more, Samson. No, yeah. Um, so... I can't remember what what was what. Nyx is the source of the power, right? And Nyx is corrupted. Mm -hmm. Then 
Nix's aunt, who was, we think, turned into a lamprey creature, is what, Samson? A capacitor. The capacitor. Oh, which we discovered stores energy. Yeah, it stores and kind of helps regulate in case there's like a jump in energy. I'm an engineer. I know how to Google these things. Yeah. And then her mom was the recipient of the energy. Host, but yeah. Yeah. Host. And that was, I'm still confused, but I feel like we did learn more. Mm -hmm. We're always learning. We're always learning. Oh my God, it's document one. Okay. So (laughs) plates are... (laughs) (laughs) At least put the date in the title, like document one, October or whatever. Document one dash auto recovery. (laughs) Oh, shit. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, this is us to a t listeners so (laughs) i tried to take notes all right plates are structured energy transference plates collect gathered energy to pass to the host and they're embedded or plates are embedded with plates wow that's bad notes and can only be passed within the same family there must be an energy source host and a capacitor so yeah nio the mom is the host nix is the traveler slash guardian slash unpronounceable word slash capacitor and is the siphon source, and she's corrupted. And so the capacitor translation is weakened, and it the capacitor is one half of the remains of uh, her Aunt Tolly. And then the capacitor must be forcibly separated from the remains, and it triggers mutations. Nailed mm-hmm. it. Yeah. 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 So then Prentice tries to come between Dilly and Nix. As like Dilly, it kind of seems like Nix has a bad slash dangerous plan. Don't you want to come to training? Of course, Nix hears the invitation to training, but then she gets bubbled. Like her and Chasha both get bubbled. And Prentice is like, yo, actually, I'm just trying to give you an out because this is a real bad idea. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah, so there was other additional uh, conversation. But long story short, we decided to camp in the cave for the night. And the bounty hunter that Prentice had warned Nix about earlier in the episode starts coming around and lo and behold it's jima wait what this is the ultimate betrayal i'm not sure it's a betrayal it feels like a betrayal it feels like a betrayal we are betrayed as players we have been betrayed but i mean have we maybe she's just trying to find nicks for like positive reasons maybe she's like hey nicks you forgot your sweater <laughs> here's another letter from italia right yeah she wrote you back wait nicks right at all whatever you know yeah if i remember right Nix solely wrote Atalia letters and only got one back. I meant since Atalia's left. Oh. No, no, no. So when Atalia left, she gave Nix a letter. And I think that's where that left off, unless Nix has been doing things that we haven't known. Nix tried to draft a bunch of letters one night, but oh, yeah. there's that's right. been no ability to pass uh, them on since you don't know where Atalia is. Well, here's your chance. Yeah, Ta-da! right. <laughs> Nix runs after Jima, <laughs> screaming. <laughs> Wait, it's Jima and not her mom? Saliana is the mom. Yeah, Saliana is the mom. Amarantha is the grandmother. Because remember, they're A-stones, and that was the sign on the hut, A-stone. Listen, I'm bad at names. <laughs> I'm bad at notes. <laughs> Season two, we bad. <laughs> I'm making a genuine effort. <laughs> So, yes, you guys are just seeing Amaranth and then she taking some notes in her journal and saying, 
I guess I'll just have to meet you there. And then walking away down the path. What do you guys do? Dilly doesn't move a muscle for like 10 minutes. Nyx has seen Jima fight, though. And live. Well, at the time. <laughs> I decide, what would Nyx do? I think Chach is doing like that little side glance at everybody like, okay, so what? what's happening? Yeah, I want to say Nyx is staring Chacha dead in the eyes and, and just like with a question on her face of like, can, can we take her? <laughs> like, that's what she's <laughs> asking with her eyes. <laughs> and if she says that, Chacha's like, doing the little head bob, maybe? I think you all know Dilly well enough to see it just in his eye. Again, he's not moving, not taking a chance, but in his eyes, he's just like vigorously shaking his head, just like, no, no, no. <laughs> so Nyx looks over at Dilly and sees that. And then... <laughs> She glances over at Prentice to see what's up. Prentice is crouched down, and even though she knows she's hidden by an illusion, she's keeping herself very low, and she is just staring with full attention in the direction that Amaranth went, not moving a muscle, not saying anything, for all intents and purposes, utterly ignoring the rest of you. All right, Nyx will hold still, even though it's very hard for her. Prentice leans back a little bit, and it takes like several minutes for this, like leans back a little bit and she reaches down the ground and raises up her hand. Chacha, you can see she's got one of the fleshy centipedes in her hand and she leans down close to it and you can just barely see her lips move. And then she drops the centipede and it goes scuttling off and to the side, like down the mountainside, but along that path in the direction that Amaranth went. Um, is that like a spy or like a messenger? Because like, messenger might not survive. How loudly is Chacha talking? If Chacha says this, she's probably not going to volume control herself. (laughs) I'm just going to say it at like normal level. Like she's not going to scream it to the hills, but she's not going to like whisper. Okay. A single tear goes down Dilly's cheek. <laughs> this is how we die. I mean, like, someone could roll the, like, speed roll and be like, and someone, like, slap them out and be like, Mer? Prentice does that, like, when you're halfway through it. And she's just glaring daggers at you. Her eyes, like, shift out of that thousand-yard gaze. And it's just, cha-cha, it's really intense when she makes eye contact with you. There is like a similarity there that you did not expect to have such an intense, like physical reaction to it. And she presses her forehead against yours and says in a voice that only you hear cha-cha and you can tell it's in your head because it's very similar to the sensation you get when you're doing mind reading on somebody. And Prentice says to you, be quiet, she's coming. Now I've wasted a spy. And can everybody make me a perception roll of 18? It is not visual in nature. That's a 12 for Dilly. Who got a 19? <gasps> nice. Six. Love that for me. I got an 18. So everybody but Nix hears a scrape in the distance along the path, like somebody's boot suddenly turning. And then another step back in your direction, and then silence. Dilly, what would you like for a minor effect? For a minor effect, I would like Nyx to notice amongst the crew that, like, we all reacted to something. I probably can't communicate immediately what it is, but 
Nyx at least knows that we know something is up. Okay. Legit. Like I said, you heard those couple steps in the distance on the path turning on rock, and then a couple steps like coming towards you, and then utter silence. But no sound of somebody like coming to a stop. It's just the footsteps go silent. What do you guys do? I mean, Nyx is staying quiet. I'm just checking in what my range is on some of my illusions real quick. I think Chacha is sulking while this is happening. Like, <laughs> someone has reprimanded her, so she is sulking. Mm-hmm. And Prentice is like, she's got her hand on her mouth still, but she's turned to look in the direction that Amaranth came from. There is a solitary chirping of a bird somewhere in the distance. Dilly continues to wait. The mountain wind picks up a little bit. Not an enormous amount, but just a little bit more. And Dilly, since you had a 19 last time, you hear a footstep coming from behind you. Dilly will turn his head. Amaranth Stone is standing there. She's outside the boundary of your illusion, so you know she can't possibly see you right now. But she's maybe only a foot away from the edge. Man. And she's standing there looking back and forth, one hand on a knife sheath on her belt. You guys think maybe she's not friendly? <laughs> Do you say that all out or is that <laughs> no, no, that was me. Okay. No, I totally like 100% assume she's not friendly anymore. Like, it's kind of like the whole Cha-Cha question where it's just like, well, once Cha-Cha loses interest, it, you know, it's like a wild animal. That nature just takes its course. Just not taking her course of killing us all. Alright, so with major illusion, which is what I've assumed Dilly is using to hide four people, Dilly is able to make a complex scene of images that can fit within a hundred foot cube. Mm-hmm. So what I would like to do is kind of add to the major illusion. Basically on the other side of this hundred foot cube, Dilly would just like to make a small sound, basically like a rock falling, because it sounds like someone kind of like kicked it, but have that come from behind where Amaranth is currently standing. Okay, so yes, so she absolutely freezes when she hears that, and she turns, and she doesn't completely turn all the way around. She looks over her shoulder slowly. She takes a couple steps backwards to get a better view of that direction, and then she turns back forward and seems to be pausing, sort of cocking her head to listen better. Her face is, like, the stones already had, you know, like, very sort of tan skin in general, but, like, her face looks even darker. Like, she's been traveling a lot lately and been in the sun. Dilly's not going to do anything more. Okay. Amaranth stands there for a moment, looking carefully, listening carefully, slowly turning and looking around in every direction. And about... 15 of the longest minutes that Dilly's experienced in his life. And then she slowly moves her hand in the dagger and turns and slips back the way that she apparently came around to get closer to the noise and seems to be heading down the mountainside. But you lose track of the sound very shortly after she gets moving. Can we get a reminder of her character sentence was? I, I swear she said it. You guys figured out what her foci was. That's what you figured out. Was it murders? Did she murders? It, it was murders. <laughs> okay. Cool. 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 <laughs> I feel like we're playing that game instead. Like, that's how we win. We figure out people's foci. 
that is an actual game and I can't remember what it is. Like you have to know what, <laughs> figure out someone's sentence or whatever. Mm-hmm. Or am I just like on drugs? Sounds like a hard version of Guess Who. Or charades. <laughs> <laughs> so how long do you guys wait? 10 minutes. I mean, Nick's going to take a little schnoozle. I think Dilly is watching Prentice, waiting for her to feel safe. That's probably more accurate for Nick's as well. Mm-hmm. So Prentice is going to sit still for not moving for at least the next 15 minutes. So I guess those 15 minutes pass. Yeah. Prentice is keeping her hand on Cha-Cha's mouth because she's not moving at all. And Cha-Cha's feeling all despondent because somebody reprimanded her. She's sulking, you said? Yep. Just like Max does when I tell him no. He just looks at me like, (laughs) Mother, how dare? How dare, mother? How dare? Is she sulking or is she annoyed? I guess I'm trying to get a beat on what Chacha's like being reprimanded. It's like sulking, but like if it goes on too long, she's going to get annoyed and lick Prentice's hand. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I have a little sister as well. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So it definitely is going to go on for a while and you lick Prentice's hand and she, like her eyes turn and look at you and she reaches one finger over and on, the, on her other hand and bops you on the nose and then brings it up to her mouth. Boops the snoot. Mm-hmm. Got your snoot boop. Wait, whatever. <laughs> and it's at this point I will offer Cha-Cha an XP. Yes. Oh, oh God yes. damn it. Yes. Oh, no. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Who will you give the other one to? Where's everyone at? I have two XP, but I just teared up, so. Nyx has not teared up. Okay, Nyx. I eat. Thank you. You want Chacha to make some, like, whining noises like Max does when you hear him on the recording? I mean, that's what I want. Oh, no, you don't need to do anything like that. <laughs> we'll do something more convenient. I need you to tell me evens or odds. Evens. Samson roll die. Tell me if you even or odd. Oh, boy. I'm excited no matter what. Odd. I'm still excited. Okay. Alex, roll me 1d100. Ooh. <gasps> oh, shit. Oh, I know what's happening now. Fuck. Did Prentice not wash her hands and touch some primordial ooze? No, I don't think that's it. <sighs> okay, we got a 16. Okay. So... As Prentice is looking at you after she boops you on the nose, you suddenly feel a quiver in your chest. I just <laughs> yeah, remember. Yeah, are you picking it up? Yeah, I just picked up what you're yeah. laying down. I don't know why you guys assumed that it had anything to do with Cha-Cha's hands and not just contact with Cha-Cha. I didn't. No, I just realized it. Yeah, hands are what's going to touch the things the most. Mm-hmm. And we can't we can't put a muscle on Cha-Cha. It would be <laughs> just get it a Zentai. It's fine. <laughs> So you see Prentice is looking at you, and then all of a sudden, her face begins erupting in sores. Uh-oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. And her nose starts caving in on itself. Got syphilis! How can you get syphilis from a mutation chart? The bone around her left eye socket kind of, like, shifts up a little bit. And she's, you can see her gritting her teeth. She is trying not to make a sound. But when her jaw starts shifting to the right, she starts screaming. Shit, we're going to be in so much fucking trouble. We're in trouble. Uh, Nix will tackle her and cover up her mouth. 
it's a little hard to get a grip. Yeah, I actually need both hands on her mouth because the jaw keeps like spreading out. But you get it there. Can Dilly try to cover up the sound real quick while Nix is tackling? Sure, he can try. All right, uh, Dilly's going to try to make it sound like a flock of kind of similar birds. Seagulls? That we just heard. But that have them, like, moving, like, away from us. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Let's put this to... Let's put this to an interesting <sighs> bit of chance here. Oh, no. All right. You could all get a chance to do this, or it may just be two of you. We're going to be doing three different rolls. Stace, evens or odds? Evens. Okay. Alex, roll die. Tell me if you get evens or odds. Oh, no. Even. I got four. Okay. So you got one. Second roll. Alex, evens or odds? Odds. Samson, roll die. Evens. Okay. So that's one miss, one success. It's all coming down to this last one then, because it's going to be best two out of three. Samson. Evens or odds? I'm feeling evens. Okay, Stace? Three. Fuck. Dilly, you think you've done a great job covering it up. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we're so... one thing I'm good at. One of the two things I'm good at. Eventually, Prentice stops struggling, and she sits up, and you can see her trying to work her jaw. Her face is still, like, hideously distorted, and... Fuck her. Uh, Is it pretty obvious to Dilly and Nick's... What happened? Would it be obvious to Dilly? You tell me. I don't know. I think Dilly would know that Chacha can mutate with a touch if she is ornery, but I don't know if he would recognize this as mutation or if this was mm. something else. So I'm not. I'm not entirely sure. Mm-hmm. Okay. What? Uh, what happened? Do you know? Dilly's trying to be quiet. What? Why did you start screaming? She turns and looks at you with her face. I. I could. I could see why, but why did it happen? She turns and looks right back at Cha-Cha. So Nyx saw what went down with Hey You, and she's the only one. So Nyx, I think Nyx mm-hmm. knows what's up. Yeah, so that's like uh, the Arch game, uh, Dilly. The what? The Arch game that Cha-Cha plays. What is that? Oh, oh. But I'm wearing my gloves. Everyone's safe because I'm wearing my gloves. It, it's, it's your skin in general. We just, gloves are just because that's what you touch with the most. How am I going to hug Nyx? Uh, carefully, I guess. Yeah. Should we leave? Should we? Like, are, Prentice, are you okay to move? Do we need to move? So what? For Spanish. Right. Okay. Uh, is there something that we can do for you, Prentice? Your face. Is there something you can do? <laughs> nah, not really. Uh, basic comfort, maybe. Yeah, I, I don't I don't have a cipher that could help with that, but I uh... She turns and looks at Cha Cha and she kind of tilts her head to the side, clearly trying to convey that she's asking a question and says Um most most of the time I mean we could investigate this further, but like um I mean Dilly's hasn't worn off yet. Nope. Prentice sighs. Is anything really truly permanent? She just holds up one hand with a finger up, just sort of like, clearly like, not now, not from you. (laughs) Even for Cha-Cha, that is a very clear social communication. And she sits there and lowers a hand and one of those fleshy centipedes crawls up into it and up her arm and sighs and she sort of tickles it on the head and it kind of curls around her neck and nuzzles it. Well, 
How close are we to the cave? Are we in the cave or are we just outside? Pretty close. Okay. Yeah, you're pretty close. Uh, wait, wait. Would we be safer if we, like, camped out inside the cave? Good idea. All right. Let's chill out inside the cave then for however long it takes stands to get here. This is, yeah. So Nix will, Nix will start moving their stuff into the cave. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you guys are moving into the cave. You guys settle in there. Um, anything you're going to do in the cave to set up? Any kind of watch assignments you want to do? Nix will take the first watch for sure. Mm-hmm. Okay. Who's taking second watch? Chacha will. Okay. Dilly will take the third watch. Okay. Prentice sleeps. Not super comfortably, but she sleeps. And the rest of you have a night that is mostly uneventful. And then Chacha, it's near the end of your watch when you hear footsteps coming down the stairs. Guess she's kind of ready her gun and like, wait. Okay. The steps approach closer and then you can see a familiar figure it's stannis approaching and she's kind of looking this way and that and she's like prentice dilly nix anyone Mm, i think chacha's gonna try and wake somebody else up like stealthily like with her gloved hand gloved hand over their mouth so they don't scream Mm -hmm. she's got gloves on though so are you waking up nix or dilly nix okay nix will Sit up. I guess Chacha's gonna gesture like towards Stannis and be like, "Hey, oh, it's Stannis visible, like clearly visible." Yeah. Oh, next we like, "Yo, Stannis." She turns and she looks at you guys and smiles and then wanders over to where you guys are set up. She notices the pew pew in Chacha's hand and she kind of winks at you, Chacha, and you know goes over and. Prentice is getting up and she sees Prentice. She's like, what happened? I was just going to like not look anybody in the eye. I just kind of, you know, the <laughs> when you're just very obviously, it wasn't me, but it was me. Mm-hmm. Prentice, what happened? And Prentice is like, mutation, permanent, um, you know, artifact driven, like what? Uh, as far as we know, it is uh, probably permanent. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, Prentice, are you okay? And Prentice just kind of looks at her with this sort of flat expression. Well, as flat as her expression can be right now. And how live Stannis is like, okay, well, let me take a look. Let me see what I can do. And she checks Prentice over very carefully and says, how long ago did this happen? Clearly looking at Nyx. Yeah, that happened uh, just before we uh, set watches for the night. All right. The cause, so a while ago, uh, Chacha absorbed a nature god, and uh, when she gets pissy and she's touching somebody, yeah, mutation. Oh. Or excited. I think it could be positive excited emotion as well. Uh, not 100% sure. Obviously, we uh, it hasn't happened a lot. Yeah. Stannis kind of looks at you for a moment, like just kind of processing that. Well, I, I can't tell if it's going to be permanent or not right now. We'll need longer to see if it starts reverting, but I'm glad I'm relieving you. Did you go over everything you needed to go over? And Prentice sort of nods her head. Prentice says, Bounty Hunter. And Stannis nods like, okay, so you guys saw Bounty Hunter. Uh, Yeah, Uh, so as you may or may not know, Stannis, I have like a pretty good bounty on me from uh, our shenanigans in Charmon. So like, 
I have a lot of bounty hunters after me, but it uh, it's Amaranth Stone. Yeah, she showed up here last night. Um, so what's your plan? Well, she said, I think what she uh, was getting at, Stannis, is that like she's going to wait for me at the Benevolent Society Proving Ground, which is where I am going, or at least like was going, I guess. Plans change, but I'm not sure. She's like, she's pretty strong, so... Yeah, most people just start putting their affairs in order when they realize that she's coming for them. Yeah, well, you know, I think maybe, uh, and Nick's, <laughs> I assume Nix has a wanted poster of herself somewhere. <laughs> yes. She pulls it off to see if it says mm-hmm. uh, alive or if it says dead or alive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And of course, it also includes your family listed there as well. Right. And Stannis says, yeah, I know. And then she looks at the bounty listed there and whistles and says... Oh, no wonder. Um, Oh, yeah. I'm a hot commodity. And Nyx flexes. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Um, So what are your all's plans? Like, what what approach are you going to be? Um, So are you still going to the Proving Grounds, Nyx? Or are you doing something else? Is that where everybody's going? So the reason why I wanted to go to the Proving Ground was to figure out, like, what the heck is going on with my mom? Did we go over that last time? I seem to remember, like, some almost drowning and stuff last time we were together, so I'm, like, not sure how much of my problems. I think you mentioned that your mom was sick, and I've heard some through Salah about the details as they've become available. Yeah. So the reason I'm going to the proving ground is to try and get like more information about what is going on with the, uh, those teleportation blades, which Prentice filled me in on some good shit. So that was nice. But, uh, like, how do we stop it? How do we break like this chain? Like, uh, where's my aunt? You know, all that stuff. Also trying to figure out if like they're bad. Like a lot of people think the society is bad. So it's like a fact-finding mission, you know? I see. Just to be clear, neither Prentice and I can go into the Proving Grounds with you. If you go in there, we, we can't come. We'll have to plan on meeting up somewhere else afterwards. Why not, though? Like, I'm not asking you to. I'm just curious. It's too risky to have one of us exposed in something like this. We're already a little nervous about the risk of having, you know, you potentially exposed there we don't want anything bad to happen to you but we're not going to stop you you're you're here after all and stannis kind of smirks for moses like and your journey's your journey right yeah you get it yeah yeah so yeah i guess unless like there's a group mission or like a compelling reason for us to go you know somewhere else like you said i'm here i'm uh gonna do a little scouting you know i'm gonna do a little maybe i'll just walk in say hi see what happens i don't know Probably some scouting. Yeah. That's probably a good idea. I don't have anything else that's going to pull you away from this, Nyx. I'm I'm here to kind of facilitate helping you guys get to where you need to go before and after. You know, as much as I think it's dangerous and I'd hate to see you get exposed or come to harm or anything like that. I saw Vlad on the way here and... It's clear to me from what you said that this is something that at least you need right now. And it didn't make sense to try to keep you from it. All right. Yeah. Cool. Then. Yeah. That's what uh, that's what I'll be doing. And, you know, up to everyone else if they want to come with. In response, Dilly, who is still sleeping, farts gently to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Nick smashes <laughs> Dilly with her foot. 
<laughs> What's up? What? 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 What's up? Hey, Dilly. Uh, hey, Stan. Hi, Stannis. Dilly like picks himself up and hi. You've uh, you filled out. <sighs> All right. And then Dilly like pulls his like sleeping blanket over himself and goes back to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Stannis just laughs like as you do that. Like she's she's clearly enjoying the moment and she turns back to Nyx and says, "Okay, well." Prentice, you definitely need to get back to a safe house. And Prentice nods and starts collecting her stuff and says, okay, well, and then she kind of kicks Dilly lightly. What? Not hard enough to hurt, but like just enough to be clear that like you're not really going back to sleep. (laughs) I think Dilly is absolutely one of those people that just says, ow, even if it doesn't hurt. Okay. Ow, what? Right. (laughs) You said you wanted to do some scouting mix. Where do we do that? Oh, yeah. So, like, the the proving ground is in the foothills. So I figured, you know, we would kind of go up and around on the high ground and just, like, take a look. I got this cool wrist thing that, like, zooms in on people and stuff. And, yeah. Okay. So Stannis says, let's get going, then. Let's get this over with. Hell, yeah. <laughs> Next likes. I can get you as far as the scouting position so I know where you're going to be and how you're going to be going in. Ooh. So I guess Nyx would probably want to, I assume that she's had some exploration of the air environs previously. She is trained in navigation. So I think Nyx would try to lead her to like a, a spot that actually has a good, like maybe it would take a few days of scat, like you, you would wait a while to case it, but you can see a lot. But you already know where it is because you had that natural 20 on navigation when you came out of the cave. So you know exactly where oh, you would go. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Awesome. Look at me. Queen of consistency. (laughs) Yeah, it only takes you guys like a day and a half to get there. And you can see the Proving Grounds now. Stace, tell me, what do the Proving Grounds look like? Yeah, so the Proving Grounds, you can tell where the edges are because the surrounding foothills are, you know, wooded and a little bit rocky, but the trees have been trimmed back from around a pretty plain, like, log sort of palisade-type perimeter in the shape of a circle. And it's a sizable circle. And within that circle, there are just several buildings that are also kind of a simplistic log or hewn wood build. Uh, There's only one building that you see Mm -hmm. that is two stories. The rest seem to be more kind of like longhouses. And there are a collection of longhouses near a set of three rings training rings and those seem to be fairly busy with a lot of people moving back and forth the rest of the area where the two-story building is and a smaller collection of log houses are is a little bit less busy at the back so if you go into the gate right in this palisade or like the opening and if you headed straight back on the left would be the training rings and the dormitories for the trainees and then on the right is like the more permanent housing and those larger buildings but straight back is another much larger ring which right now is empty but this is the only place that has any sort of real sense of style or design like there are like three rows of like almost like stadium seating around it and it's a gathering place so there is a a dais that's temporary. You know, it looks like it can be moved around. There are like these little flags flying around the edges, the compass rows on them. And right now it's unoccupied. So in terms of buildings, there's the library. There's a there's one that's clearly a kitchen. It's got several chimneys with smoke coming out of them. 
And like I said, the rest of the buildings are very low and they might hold dorm rooms or they might hold like offices and things like that. Okay. This is definitely giving me like summer camp vibes. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> like specifically, I'm thinking of the uh, camp from Parent Trap, the Lindsay Lohan one. Um, oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> this, that's what I'm thinking about. Okay. So, yeah, so that that is what you see on the perfect grounds. The one thing that you'll notice that is a little bit odd is so normally what you would see, you know, as far as like the equivalent to sort of like a a main way of entering the perfect Mm -hmm. grounds, the way you should go in. There's almost always just like you would need in any kind of settlement in the ninth world, some sort of guard duty there. And usually those are like mid-level students that are working their way as like part of the responsibilities of students to take that in. Um, Sometimes in worse weather, it's younger students. Normally they're mid-level students, but you notice that at least two of the guards down there are pathfinders. And you can tell, not because you necessarily know them particularly well or anything like that, you can just tell because they've had like some additional like bits of their tattoo filled in in a pattern. They're currently for the most part like shirtless there, just waiting. Can we say that they have a very distinctive stance? Yes, it's very distinctive. Like well you you know for sure that they are two different schools. Like there's one from the sort of like traditional, you know, Josephkin school that you were trained in there's also a crusher there so you can recognize sort of like their idle stances but the big clue that they're pathfinders to you is just first of all they're older than any student would be and yeah they just look utterly calm at that point you notice from some of the wooded area around there there comes like a small group of there's like three or four soldiers in navarine dress essentially and They've got one official, and they come up, and they're talking to the guards there. And the official is getting clearly kind of, like, worked up about something. And they stand there for a moment, and then they turn and go back into the wooded area. But they're not dressed for a long hike. They're clearly not going far. And it's also around this time that maybe about half an hour later, as you're scouting this area, a small group of young people being led by a slightly limping Hey You approaches the Proven Grounds. He's got about mm, maybe 15 kids with him, and he shows up, and it's so far away you can't see it, although Nick's in your head. You can already play it. The sup nod to the Pathfinders at the gate. Absolutely. (laughs) And leading the kids in, and he takes them directly over to somebody else in there who they're not clear enough that you can see them, introduces the kids to them, and he starts limping off to the building that you remember as being where the infirmary is. Okay. Huh, I wonder where, uh, I might go see where those guards went. That's what I'm thinking. Prentice, by the way, did not accompany you guys here. Just stand. Right. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, should we all go, or are you just gonna go off by yourself just to, like, run fast. How, how do you want to approach this, Nix? Like, what are you thinking? What are you thinking about? <laughs> well, I uh, honestly, Dilly, I think it's pretty promising that, like, they turned the guards away. But you see how they're not, like, they don't even have backpacks. Like, they're nearby. So I want to kind of, you know, 
check that out. And then I think my ultimate goal is going to be to sneak into the infirmary because at least I know that like KU is friendly. Okay. But also, uh, Gma's around here somewhere, and right. So ultimately, Dilly, I think my goal here is going to be survival. I gotta get to the library. Yeah, I got a lot to do. I mean, if your goal was survival, I would think you'd accomplish that just by going the other way. Well, survival and finding out, you know. Right. Yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. It's a it's a, yeah. it's a twofer, really. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what are you gonna do? I. I'm. Stannis is not looking at either of you, by the way. She is just continuing to watch the Proving Ground. I want to say Nyx is, like, too, like, uh, flipping between people on her telescope. Oh, so I guess she needs to roll depletion. Four. You're going to say telephone. I'm like, what? She's got a handphone in this? Oh, no, like, on her uh, telescopic wrist device. Mm. Mm. Okay, so the conversation that I had with Prentice when I bubbled you guys, remember that? Yeah, yeah. No, I remember that, Dilly, yeah. So she said that Stannis was coming here to, like, or I had the opportunity when Stannis got here to, like, go with her on, like, a solo training thing. Mm. And at first I was like, I don't know. But then I kind of thought maybe that, maybe it would help. Because I can't, we get into a lot of fights. And you're doing great, by the way. Like, you're pulling a lot of weight. And I appreciate that. I'm grateful for that. But I do feel like I could be pulling more weight. So I feel like this training would be a good thing. But also I'm looking at, like, these guards... And these people and the thing that you're going to try to do, sneak it into Proving Grounds, I'm like, my illusions would be helpful there, right? Like, but... I mean, Dilly, I'm going to be honest with you. First of all, fights break out all the fucking time in there. Like, you're just, like, always fighting. Like, for fun. Like, you just do it. Second, you've been kicking ass in fights. I don't know what this is about, but, like, your illusions have been on point. But honestly, you're not a traveler, so having you with me, even with your illusions, would probably make us stick out more than it would help. I'm going to be honest with you. I would want to leave you outside. Like, how often do fights break out? Like, is it just, like... I would like, like, six fights to break out. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, like, so you're looking down and you see, like, two travelers that are just, like, kind of walking across, uh, like, courtyard, essentially, the ring. And there's no indication that all of a sudden they're just kicking and (laughs) jumping and trying to throw each other back and forth. And they're both, like, rolling out of it perfectly fine until one finally manages to peg a punch into the other's face. And then they stand up and they smile at each other and they do a bro hug. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. (laughs) Oh my god, they'd eat me alive. <laughs> uh, you guys always seem so chill on the outside. Does Proving Grounds just always be ready for a fight? Is that just the number one mantra there? Oh, we're, it's just sparring, you know, Dilly. It's just practice. For what? Traveling? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Cha-Cha, you hear giggling in the distance. Familiar giggling or just giggling? Somewhat familiar. Like a small child's, but wrong. Your Cha-Cha's senses are tingling. <laughs> I think she's going to kind of look in the general direction of the giggling. So you see, you know, sort of the path that you guys came down, you see some rocks, and you can see that there's, like, one rock. It's roughly, it's it's like a huge boulder, essentially, like it's, but it's jutting into the side of the mountain, and it's maybe about three and a half feet tall, something like that, but it's wide, so somebody could crouch down under it, but you notice that just coming over the top of it is just two small plumes of purple smoke. I think I have to take a call. The one saying Nick did. Wait, what? Yeah, I think I'm being paged. I'll be right back. 
is that is that a good idea? Nix, is that a good idea around this close to proving grounds? Is that? Uh, I mean, like if Chash is careful. <laughs> I mean, define careful. Can you like handle patrols that are done by like uh, I don't know adventurers that have maybe survived one journey? I mean, do I have to survive the adventure with them being alive? I would prefer, like, if you didn't kill travelers, like, this is the our area, you know? Cha-cha, so the giggling stops for a moment behind the rock, and you just hear a familiar voice, like Bastion's, that says, oops, and then starts giggling again. <laughs> oh, God. Um, oh, little tier one traveler just got eight. Maybe it's better I go take this, because um, accidents <laughs> might happen. Uh, it's Bastion. What, do, what can I say? Okay. It might be better for the travelers if I go. Yeah, can you, like, keep Bastion from, like... Yeah. Yeah. But, like, I can only stop future, not past. Well, right, naturally. <laughs> Wait. Or maybe... Ooh. Maybe someday, Chasha. Someday. Okay, um, I'll be back when I'm back. You gonna come back here, or... Do we have a meetup point? You could try here, and, like, if I'm not here, it means that I uh, have been captured, killed, or fled. Yeah. Or she's just in the proving grounds. Well, let's leave, like, a mark or something that says, hey, Krawatoa, or something. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. But I think, like, worst case, if we had to find each other again, we should meet in Osmus. Okay, that could be a good place, I think. We're a lot back there, right? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. It's like a, it's a short track ride on the train from here now, you know, so. I guess, yeah. Well, Osmus or Willem's Foe or whatever that town was. Because Willem's Foe is at least closer and not across a sky bridge full of bugs. All right. Yeah, yeah. Good call, Dilly. We'll meet again in Willem's Foe if we survive. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> Pen- <laughs> well, we're definitely going to survive, right? <laughs> so if I understand your rendezvous plan right, it's. Check here first, then Willem's Foe. <laughs> yeah, I think it's Willem's Foe. Oh, yeah, check, like, the current scouting spot. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yep, 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 yep. Yes. Okay. So, Cha-Cha's gonna go over and investigate whatever's going on with Bastion. What are the two of you doing? Nix is going to look at Dilly, because he just asked her why they fight all the time. And she, like, digs deep into the bottom of her ruck. And she pulls out, like, this worn pamphlet that's clearly been crushed on the bottom for, like, who knows how long. And she, like, shakes it out. (laughs) And then she hands it to Dilly. Mm -hmm. She's like, yeah, I got kind of low marks in proselytization, but I'm starting to think maybe you don't, like, know what the Travelers is about, so. I guess I don't. I'll take a look. Yeah. (laughs) Dilly starts scanning the pamphlet. I think she was, like, giving it to to Dilly to, uh, like, peruse at his leisure. Can't just hand Dilly reading material and not expect him to start <laughs> reading. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Dilly's engaged in some reading material. He's just scanning. He's just getting the major points. He's scanning, okay. So I guess I'm going to cut back over to Cha-Cha. And Cha-Cha, you go around this rock, and Bastion is sitting there giggling, and he's holding something in his hands. It's in the box. And he looks up and he's like, Cha-Cha, it's a new toy. Is it like a good toy, or is this like a... How do you phrase this? Is this a good toy for everyone or just us? It's great. It doesn't matter how many times you break it, it keeps reforming and coming back together. And you see his hands kind of squeeze and this dark fluid oozes out. 
between his fingers. So dark, it's like reddish, but like almost blackish in how dark it is. And then a moment later, his there's like a little like just barely audible ping, and he holds it out, and you can see it is a small furry stick with tiny legs that kind of goes back and forth, except it's got a little synth head that is shaped like what we in this current place in the first world would think of as a smiley face, like a 3D smiley face, (laughs) just grinning and its mouth kind of like moves and reforms almost like it's like liquid metal almost. And it goes round and around. It's like, it's a new toy. He said he could play with it. Who was that? Oh, you know. Here, try it out. And he reaches out, holding it out to you. Yes, Chacha's gonna take it. You put it in your hand, it kind of moves around your hand. It's like, okay, now now squeeze it. That's the best part. And she squeezes. There is that sort of squelching sound for a moment. And then there is a strange snick inside of it. And you feel like just a tiny blade stab through your gloves. And then Chacha, you are suddenly like, you feel so dizzy and you have so much vertigo. And then you, like, it's like the world is spinning for you. Like, you can't focus on anything. You see, like, you're getting confused because you see Bastion's purple smoke. And then as you're kind of, your vision is spinning, you're also seeing, like, the leftover bits of purple smoke coming out of your own eyes. And then you are standing in some sort of building. It looks to be synth. The room that you're in is relatively small, like... 10 by 10, the walls are rather plain, and there are two doors that both in broad brushstrokes have sort of like a red grid painted on them, and you hear a voice from one of the corners that says, Cha-cha, I've been looking for you. It's time to repay that favor. And that's where we'll end this episode. You born identityed me, Daniel. You born identityed me. (laughs) Chacha got got Dilly. Something about this episode. Samson. Something about this episode. You're a real <laughs> person. <laughs> Thank you. Um. What about what about this episode? Amaranth showing up was terrifying because mm-hmm. it felt like it felt like our own version of Predator. We're like, hey, we're a bunch of capable people. We can handle a serial killer. And then the slasher is way above our level. Mm-hmm. So I like that. I like trying to not to die. And then also Chacha and her and her shenanigans. <sighs> I've never licked somebody's hand. No, never. <laughs> I thought it was the boop. Well, you're missing out. <laughs> <laughs> so we have a segment that we do each week called Player Intrusions. That's where we offer you, the listener and XP, to check out something that we think you'd really dig. This week, it is Stace's turn. Stace, what would you offer our listeners and XP to check out? I would offer our listeners and XP to check out Tyranny, the video game. Are any of you guys familiar with it? No. Kind of. Okay, so it is by the makers of Pillars of Eternity. It is an isometric CRPG, party-based. And now a lot of complaints that people have, which I think are legit, depending on, you know, what you're trying to roleplay when you're playing CRPGs and things like that, is is basically the canon approach to the campaign or quest line is the it's lawful good or at least, you know, Neutral, chaotic, good, maybe, right? It was always good. And your bad characters just like, I'm just going to murder everybody for no reason, you know? And that's kind of like your bad choices. Mm-hmm. 
Well, Tyranny, you play an evil character. Ooh. Uh, you are a fate binder who works and administers justice on behalf of Kiros, the evil overlord that has conquered the world, except this one small corner of the world, which has been thrown into rebellion. And you have been sent to sort this out. It's actually a lot of fun. You kind of get to choose, you know, so there's some replay value because you get to choose kind of, are you going to go like a lawful evil route or you could go like chaotic evil route? You also have the opportunities to perform acts of kindness and things like that, right? And show mercy throughout the the game. But like at the end of the day, you're working for an evil empire. So Hmm. I think that the companions are really well fleshed out. I don't want to ruin too much as usual, right? In terms of the story. But if you've played like Pillars of Eternity, you get the gist or games like that. And uh, it was just a really refreshing and kind of different approach. And I feel like this game doesn't get a lot of love. It's like one of the lesser known games by Obsidian Entertainment. Yeah, I just recommend that people check it out. You can do either real time with pause combat or actually is this one? I think this one might only be real-time with pause combat. I'm sorry, I'm playing like four CRPGs at once. But <laughs> so, yeah, anyway, strongly recommend you check it out. The story's pretty cool, and it's like a breath of fresh air, except you're bad. <laughs> hmm. Okay, cool. Well, if people wanted to tell us what they think about Tyranny or the podcast, how would they do that, Samson? Boy, howdy. Do we have a website that you can go to and get to all our socials? That website is explorerswanted.fm. And the socials in question are Twitter, where we are at Explorers Wanted, Instagram and Facebook. At both those places, we are at Explorers Wanted Podcast. But also, if you want to tell us directly how good this game is, we have a Discord where we're pretty active on. You can find that at explorerswanted.fm slash Discord. But also, if you have any loose change just around that you can't apply to laundry, we have a Patreon, patreon.com slash Explorers Wanted. Give us your loose change. Thank you. Yes, absolutely. And if you don't have the loose change to spare, the best thing that you could do for us is to tell a friend, tell them why you like the show, why they should listen to it. The second best thing that you could do that would really help us out is to leave us a five-star written review on a podcast directory like Apple Podcasts or Podchaser. It really helps new listeners find us. I cannot express enough how much it helps a show of our size. If you didn't like the show or if you just thought it was meh, well, the heart wants what it wants. My heart would like me to do more exercise. Their heart wishes for a new adventure. Her heart wants to feel the sun warming her chest, burning a slow hole through the rest of her body. And his heart wants you to find it, where it hides, waiting in the dark recesses of your bedroom. It's watched and listened for so long now, and it grows restless. It wants to be free, to roam, to feel, to fuck, to eat, but most of all, to have a life. And it wants yours. If you want to reach out to us individually on social media, you can. You can find me on Twitter at Anderlich, A-N-D-R-L-I-K. You find me on Twitter at Stace Windu. I left my heart in Ohio. I'm at Slam Potato. <laughs> wow. I already ate my heart for dinner, so. I'm real to Unicorn on Twitter and T with a Unicorn on Twitch. Okay, that's it for us. Hope you enjoyed the show. We will be back next week as we will for every week in the foreseeable future. Have a good night, day, weekend, or whenever you're listening to this. And bye! bye. bye.